Hello and welcome to 5.0 Fivefold and Beyond with Matt and Amy. Welcome. Today we want to talk about God's dream team. So that's an awesome sounding title for this podcast. So what's that talking about? So let's unfold and let's begin to look again as we're talking about this. Thanks for joining us today. When Jesus ascended, he, you know that he delivered a host of captives and then he gave gifts to the church. That's what scripture says. These gifts, they're individuals. They're presented in what we've been reading as today in Ephesians 4. We're going to get to that in a moment. And these gifts, they have a purpose. They have a function when they answer the call. The office or the mantle itself is a divine gift. So Ephesians chapter 4, I'm going to read verse 11 to 16, and we're going to come out of this once again today. He gave some apostles, some as prophets, some as evangelists, some as pastors and teachers for the equipping of the saints, for the work of the ministry, to the building up of the body of Christ. Until we all attain to the unity of the faith and unto the knowledge of the Son of God, to a mature man, to the measure of the stature which belongs to the fullness of Christ. And as a result, we are no longer to be children, tossed here and there by waves and carried about by every wind of doctrine, by the trickery or the slight, as if in the Greek it means like the player who frames his throws of a dice so that the numbers can turn up that will best suit his purpose or by craftiness and deceitful scheming, verse 15. But speaking the truth in love, we are to grow up in all aspects into him who is the head, even Christ, from whom, and this is an awesome verse, from whom the whole body, being fitted and held together by what every joint supplies, according to the proper working of each individual part, causes the growth of the body for the building up of itself in love, and that's taken out of the New American Standard. As we've read these verses, let's really look at why did God give the gifts of the fivefold offices to the church? And we find that interspersed throughout. Let's look at some of those. Um, first off is to build up the body of Christ. So that's to, to encourage, to edify, to strengthen, to bring the body into a place of maturity. To, yeah, to make it worthy of receiving the head, which is Christ. Exactly. Yeah. A, a place of stability, you know, that not tossed. How how many have seen believers just tossed with deceit that's rampant in our world today with, with the winds of trouble and political unrest and, uh, you know, global pandemics and all these things that are going on. The, the body needs to, to be mature. And so God has assembled a group of gifts, a, a team of apostles, prophets, pastors, teachers, evangelists together. That are there. That's the key. When they're released in the body, we see the saints coming to a place of maturity, a place of stability, coming to know who Christ is, um, coming to a place where there's unity and love. And if we're not seeing it yet, then guess what? The dream team has not been activated the way that it needs to be activated. And then in future podcasts, I'm excited to get to also where 
every joint supplies every believer what's that look like in a five-fold expression i mean that's exciting when you have every believer flowing in a five-fold anointing which is different than five-fold office but it's connected i mean that that's awesome but to get there we have to look at and understand this um uh, what this scripture is even talking about in the part that they play so this is not a fad teaching this isn't just a, a latest thing this has been ordained since the birth of the church uh and this is what uh, christ is trying to the holy spirit's trying to get us to understand and walk in so as we rip apart a few definitions in the greek the best we can in a couple of the verses we're looking at what amy we got uh the word equipping in the king james or, or, perfecting, or perfecting yeah in, King in James, verse but, 12 yeah that that implies to correcting all that is deficient instructing completing in number and parts so it's, it's like you know putting it together it's uh, fixing the broken parts right and making sure that every part every piece is perfect really right and connected where it needs to be connected yes for sure Another word I want to look at there um, is perfect man. So coming to the perfect man and, you know, you, you get all of these things that go through like, oh, we're not perfect. We're, I'm only human. I'm... Sometimes we, we misdefine perfection and we look at that as not making any mistakes, mistakes. or what we perceive as mistakes, not doing everything perfect. Right. Well, we can never do everything perfectly because we just all have a part. But that doesn't mean... This is, this is what perfecting is alluding to as well. The maturity of the fact that I'd, I'm not slipping up all the time. And, and so it's talking about a place of stability in your soul, in your spirit, where we don't have to fall all the time. We don't have to fall off the wagon. And, and I know that even for some people that's a stretch, but the Bible does tell us that there are certain things that we can do so that we don't fall. So when the strength of every part is added, this scripture is talking about the perfect full-grown man, which is another terminology or a word instead of the bride of Christ. It's just looking at it in the model of a man. Um, it's just, just picture language that's speaking about. So the strength of every individual does make up a whole, which is a perfect full-grown man or mature yes, or complete, mature. complete body. Which brings us down to uh, the last verse we looked at. Uh, in verse 16 where it talks about fitly fitly that's a funny word hmm. and it means uh, all the parts in their proper position and mutual relation that's alignment strategic alignment being in its right place during assignment um, fulfilling its part and I love that when it talks about every joint um, supplying that's every ministering joint supplies joints are, po are points of union where the supply passes to the different members like your elbow joint uh, your hand without the elbow joint would not have the supply and so your hand even is able to move yes you've got your wrist joint in there as well but all of those work yep. together so that every other part of your body can do what it needs to do and so it's really important to understand that if you've got one part of your body that's not doing what it needs to do, then every other part of your body has to compensate or your body is disabled. Right. So this is, this is what this dream team, these, these five-fold gifts to the church can help accomplish if operating right. the way that God intended. One, one, one 
uh, mantle or office can't do it all. Right. So we're going to look at that, too, a little bit. Yeah, exactly. Apostles can't do everything. Exactly. Uh, pastors can't. No, we need each other. So. Because it's the governmental ministries, these fivefold ministries listed in, in verse 11 of Ephesians 4 that equip or qualify the saints to do the work of the ministry. And the classic church framework is, is often a fragmented model that in, in its functioning that does not allow necessarily for all of these pieces to supply. So they've just got supply coming. In fact, in a lot of church models, the pastor does everything. Right. It places the wrong expectation on the leader mm -hmm. to do things and be here and there. Like who come up with all that stuff in the first place? You know, well, you got to go visit here and you got to go do here and keeps pulling them out of their calling. And they get so busy doing the mechanics of ministry that they get uh, wore out and they fall out from the grace, that enabling power to walk in the anointing that they have. And as a result, the flesh might be comforted on the receiving end of everybody, but they're not they're not receiving the full impact of the anointing upon that leader's life. There's been a distorted identity. Right. That that's happening. It's they don't even really know who they are and what they're supposed to be doing. And so it's hard to to fulfill your part and your piece, even as a fivefold governmental leader, if you're trying to right. do everyone else's piece. Right. Exactly. And uh, so, so really the emphasis then that we're reading out of this Ephesians 4 and why we're spending so much time on it in these episodes is that we should not be a jack-of-all-trades leader, but rather this thing, what it's talking about is a multi-gifted body. So the emphasis is not on a jack, you know, this leader can do everything, a jack-of-all-trades. And some of you and I, we're highly skilled people. We can do a lot of things, but that's not what it's to be about. We're supposed to use our experiences and our gifts and our skills to unlock and move people from potential to power, to move them out of that place where you can do this, it's in you, to actually doing that, hmm. which is the multi-gifted body, which that's what we're leading to in the 5.0 Fivefold and Beyond podcast. Yes. And, yeah. you know, it's okay, too, to say, I, I can't do that or I'm not gifted to do that. And a lot of people, a lot of leaders feel like if there's an area that they're deficient in, the answer is to learn more about that area, to, to learn more and, and get skills. If, if I can't prophesy or offer what a, what a prophet would offer, I just have to learn more. I just have to pray more. I just have to read mm -hmm. the Bible more and so that I can fulfill that part too. But it's okay to say, you know what? I'm not a prophet. And, and I don't have that. That's not my grace to bring to the body. It's not my lane I am I'm running a, in. I am a teacher. That's my lane. Maybe you're a teacher and, and that's my lane and that's what I'm going to flow in. Now, I recognize that the body needs what a prophet offers. Right. So what am I going to do now? I'm not going to sit there and try to become a prophet because I'm not graced for that. I'm going to find a prophet that I can bring in who ha who's mature who I trust who has a voice that can speak and offer what the prophet needs to offer or an apostle or you know with all of them so it's okay don't don't feel deficient or like you're lacking something if maybe you're you're not an evangelist that's okay but don't let your church but lack. I'm expected to get up there and <laughs> preach about outreach and everything else but I'm more leaning towards a teacher and I guess I got to get up there because you know my leaders or whoever's after me yeah see that's wrong just 
That's why we need to be uh, to have relationships. That's the power of networking. Yes. Um, in to use that terminology, but really it's relationships of people that carry these things different than yourself, and uh, you know connect with them and have have someone come in that's strong with that anointing that you're not, and then when they come in, you're not threatened by that. That's that's what's on them. It's they're adding to the vision of your house or to your ministry or organization. They're complementing what's already been spoken by thus says the Lord in your midst, and you're able to grow and go forth. So because the tendency sometimes, and even in some movements, and I've been in the ministry since I was 18, but I'm 52 now. But um we've seen things like um I've had experiences and um I'm gonna say this in a right way, uh, with house groups. And uh, we've had house groups. Uh, we planted a church with a house group. I mean, we, I believe in all that. But some of them, when they get internal, um, they get what I call spiritually inbred. They don't bring anyone in because no one else knows what they know. <laughs> is this mm. sounding familiar? Or, uh, you know, what happens is we're the elect and the select few. And what happens is a spiritual inbreeding that takes place and everything is about revelation. But the purpose of revelation really is for transformation. Mm-hmm. So if that revelation isn't turning into transformation, it's just talking about a lot of stuff. And what happens is we need other mantles to come among us that stirs that stirs things up and that causes um, like out in the garden there uh, your flower bed if the rains and the sun and everything beats on the ground and that ground becomes very hard it's then after a while it's not receptive to the rain that does fall mm-hmm. and so you got to go out there and you got to cultivate it and you 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 dig up the ground around those plants for the purpose of allowing oxygen and the water when it does come to be able to soak into the ground that's what i am speaking about so it's important to have relationships that they're not all just like you yes because otherwise, if if we are ensuring that fivefold voices mature, we're we're talking, you know, mature fivefold voices are speaking into our group, into our organization, into our church, then we're we're leaving them lacking. We're leaving our, our people lacking, and that maturity, that stability, cannot be evidenced. And in the meantime, in the Epstock Center or in in-house activity, is the training and releasing. And there's an understanding that we may people may make mistakes because they're immature. It's a new gift, or they're moving in a new calling, the same calling, but it's come to a different level of maturity, and they're moving in that. And then there's that give and take. But there's something like you said about bringing the mature one in that just infuses what needs to be infused and and establish what needs to be established. Yes, because a fivefold leader imparts into others. They train them. That's what they They do. They develop the potential in one's life. So what we want to do um, next is we want to look at, just kind of give you a a healthy example of what this might look like in a body when the fivefold offices are released. Or expressions or functions. Uh, Read Genesis chapter 2, verse 7. That says, Then the Lord God formed a man from the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and the man became a living being. So we want to use that as an example, as a picture, to express the concept of what we're trying to bring across in this episode. Now remember, it just took God himself alone to form man. 
but the body of Christ needs the release of the fivefold. It takes five versus one. Why is that? Remember, because the fivefold ministers are all flowing from different facets of Jesus' ministry on, on this earth or the nature and character of God and what he offers. And so that's why it takes five, because no one person can contain everything that even Jesus had and, and flowed in in his ministry. So together we complete the picture. So we're going to we're going to draw this picture out for you. I'm going to do the name of the office and this and what what stage of development what's happening to the man. So the man can be the body of Christ as a whole. The man can be a local church, ministry, organization, or it can even be a individual person. And Amy, you will do What's in that domain? What is in that realm of that fivefold? What yes. is going to be different stuff going on? Is that a good? Yes, good I've deal. I've got this. Let's okay. go. So let's look at the man. So say say an unbeliever, they they don't know, don't know Christ, and along comes we'll say an evangelist. So we're going to start there and go from there. So an evangelist is the office, and here's what happens basically through their ministry when it impacts the man or the, what's being formed or whatever it may be the basically it comes down to this the in that stage is what's happening the evangelist is birthing something and also stirs the man so you see this like through the the real evangelistic um, outreach through uh, following the great commission of making disciples um, there's a lot of motivation that comes here just stirring up building faith um, getting the saints activated and motivated, getting people focused outwardly versus just inwardly, um, connecting, um, just stirring up people. Right. That's in the realm and domain that we're going to even talk about down the road uh, in future podcasts as we're getting there. See, each podcast, we're, we're, if this is your first one, go back and get the, the first ones uh, the beginning and keep coming up and catch up. So let's look. Okay, so the man is is birthed now, or we call them born again or coming in if it's an individual. Kind of stirred up. Right. And so... If it's an organization or a church. Macro, micro, it's all the same. Pastor, the pastor office, pastoral realm, that pastor office. When a pastor comes, uh, they create an environment for growth. Let's boil it all down. It creates that environment so things can grow. Right, because if you have a baby birth, now that baby has to grow. But there's a lot of nurturing that goes on here. That It's that pastoral um, time where there's growing, even a lot of healing if you've got people coming in the kingdom or even a church group that's been hurt, uh, a lot of things that have happened, it's, it's that healing, that you know, maybe discipline that needs to take place, um, a lot of care, a lot of one-on-one -on -one attention and care that's required, um, protecting that fellowshipping and helping to, to build relationship and restore things, feeding, Definitely feeding and strengthening is a big part of that time in the person or the organization where the pastor is activated. So again, we're explaining the fivefold interaction with a person or with an organization, with the body of Christ, whatever it may be. And we're going through uh, actually very amazing uh, progress of how these offices are interacting at different levels. So now we introduce the prophet. So the prophet comes along and what they do is they breathe life, they breathe into the promise, they breathe promises, and they breathe into the destiny of the man. Remember this man being formed. It's just the picture we're using today. 
So here we see a lot of things prophetic in nature. We see uh, visions, um, seers, dreams, warfare that maybe needs to take place, especially in the areas of deliverance that's needed, um, insight, uh, even uh, beginning to give insight into purpose and, and destiny and future uh, that stirs people up, that gets them moving, gets a plan starting to hatch in them. Um, they're watchmen. Uh, we see a lot of intercessory stuff going on. Um, we see, again, prophecy, times and seasons being spoken and helping people understand um, the time and season that they're in for growth. Mm, that's good. And now to reinforce that, the teacher is released and the teacher trains the man for war. Ooh, now we see a lot of the discipling. You know, when the Bible says it, the Great Commission, it says go and make disciples. It doesn't say go and get people saved. Don't go. Yeah, it doesn't say Mind go, you, make, that's go where make Christians. Starts. Go make Christians. That's where it starts. But there's got to be this discipling, this training. This whole process brings about that making of disciples, what each joint supplies. So the teachers, they're the ones that, that do a lot of discipling through teaching. They equip. They're like, you know, boots on the ground day to day. Let's, uh, let's get you moving forward. They help uh, manage, teach, role model. You see a lot of this going on there. Wow. Do you see, folks, we're not even done yet. Do you see the interaction of five folds, people that answered the call and are operating in a mantle? Now, these are just the individual, but can you imagine when when we release teams in these domains? That's going to be awesome as well. So you're multiplying yourself. But right now we're talking about an individual. And here is the apostle. The apostle comes in. And the apostle, basically, when you boil it all down, tests and proves the man here says we, you're ready yeah here we see the apostolic just really coming in full force that this is like the father anointing who established helps you establish that's things not gender based either exactly it's uh you know the the visionary uh, bringing solutions strategic wisdom um helps implement and release the man and so all of these together just bring um bring something to life and as you know in any church or organization you've always got this process there's there's this cycle for every new person that comes in for every new ministry that starts for every every new initiative all of these things have to come into place so that's why it's so important to have this dream team the fivefold released in your group in your church in individuals lives yeah, and if you don't have them in your church, you just you uh, be open to bring those in and speak into your body or into your organization what you have. So as we ended with that, I think there's some a lot of meat there to chew on for for many. I'm sure. Uh, let's 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 close with some questions. Our call to actions, if you would. I'll ask. I'll ask the first one. Is your it's an inventory question? Is your ministry seeing Ephesians four results? And you go back and you read 11 to 16, you find out if that's really happening, you'll be real with yourself. And are you satisfied with that? Are you happy with that result that is happening? If not, make adjustments. Yeah. Are you seeing people grow into maturity? Are they stable? Are you seeing people activated or are they just all a bunch of church war pew warmers? Um, so it, it's really assessing that. The second question I want you to assess is, leader, do you have other fivefold outflow in your church? Are you accessing the part that they supply to see those results happen? Do you have a balance of the, the prophetic, 
the apostolic anointing, the teaching, the the evangelizing, the all of these things being put in there, the pastoring, the nurturing, do are all of these things taking place in your church? And if not, who can you access to bring that in? Can you reach out to some connections? Can you can you um, start to build relationships that's going to help bring that balance? So, Lord, right now we pray for every person that is listening. And if they're a leader in this case, we pray, God, that you will just open up doors of relationship, that you'll bring people into their life who are genuine, who are real, who carry uh, real anointings. They're not self-promoters. They're not um, They're not charlatans. They're not there. They're not people who trick and fake, but are the real deal, that they can come and be able to just build a relationship and speak into the, the leader's life, into their life, and and or the people in their care, their congregation or whatever, in their organization or ministry. I just pray, God, that, it, that if... Don't let them be overwhelmed and think, wow, I'm really sheltered. I am so closed in. God, that you begin to open up and drop inside of them a spirit of adventure, something that will unlock a fire again within their own calling that Lord Jesus will say, hey, I am not, I don't have to be everybody, everybody to everybody. I, I can be who God ordained me to be, and I can relax in that, and I can function powerfully in that grace. So God, bring in where I am deficient. Let others come in and add. I understand the importance and the value of what others carry around me. Lord, just be with them today, I pray. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for joining us today at 5.0, Fivefold and Beyond. Please um, subscribe and Feel free to share this on your social media platforms. God bless.